0: Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Market View. Bharati Jagdish with you. Inflation, stagflation, slowflation food shortages resulting in food protectionism and in spite of all of this, the local property market is seeing positive momentum. Also the new Indo-Pacific economic framework. How significant is it really? You might think Ooh, what a disparate bunch of things we're going to be talking about. Well, recent market movements indeed deserve some analysis. We're also going to be exploring the factors that powers them and get an outlook for the next couple of weeks. We're joined now by Terence Wong, CEO of azure capital hi terence
1: hey Barty.
0: so we are going to be taking on a wide range of issues today Top of the agenda. Can't run away from this one, Terence. Inflation. Singapore's core inflation, we know, accelerated to 3.3% year-on-year in April from a previous 10-year high of 2.9% in March. We're seeing higher energy and food costs. Now, Considering elevated commodity prices, continued global logistics disruptions, a manpower crunch, could consumer prices bust the upper end of official forecasts this year?
1: Well, oh, it sure feels more than 3%, right, Bharati? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the prices around the supermarket, you go to the petrol pump, um, it is the first time since January 2012 that you know, we've reached a 3% mark, driven by higher inflation for food, retail, utilities, well, actually just about everything, right? And the only prices that I think are down are probably the stock prices. Headline inflation also remained uh, at decade high, you know, as rentals continue to climb while private transportation inflation extended its double digits search you know it's strange right two years ago we thought that hey, there's no foreigners coming in mm-hmm. so rentals should be very very subdued should go down uh, but because we were not able to deliver on the product there were no people coming in to build the houses so everything was delayed mm-hmm. well, many Singaporeans those that are stuck here, the foreigners that are stuck here, they started to move around. And that created the demand. So rentals are at a multi-year high right now. Well, in terms of inflation, the good news is, you know, we are nowhere near the inflation rates of, you know, 8 to 9% in the U.S. and U.K. Uh, in the U.K., it's a 30-year high. In the U.S., it's 40-year high. Uh, but the bad news is, you know, I, I think the inflation will not go down anytime soon to the levels that we are used to for decades. And there are a few major issues right here. High oil prices, continued global logistics disruptions, tight labor crunch. These issues are, I think, quite difficult to eradicate. Overnight, and the uh, oil is expected to remain persistently high even if the war were to end. I think uh, that's very much to do with geopolitics or so. So, we should expect MES to maintain the current tighter stance and uh, steeper slope following the double tightening uh, last month.
0: Here's the thing some economists are saying that beyond that, in fact, there need to be more fiscal. Measures, More targeted measures as well to help lower-income households, perhaps. What's your take on that?
1: I believe it will come, right? And a lot of things that the government has been talking about, the GST hikes, uh, they may have to do a rethink because uh, I, I feel that while we were prepared for price rise and inflation, uh, but it seems like if we don't do something drastic, some, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, right? If we don't do something that's drastic, uh, we, we may allow inflation to, you know, be, to, to get out of hand. So I do believe that uh, we, we do need to come in to try to help out the needy right now.
0: You know, the risk of stagflation in general in major economies has been described as being at its highest level in decades. Slowflation also becoming a reality. The world economy may escape a recession, but could face a sharp slowdown, a lot of people have said. However, some economists say that stagflation is not really a baseline scenario for the Asia Pacific region as a whole because Economic growth is expected to stay positive thanks to things like monetary and fiscal stimulus programs, labor market tightness, savings during the pandemic years, which are fueling a rebound in domestic demand, despite all of those rising prices. What do you think? Is that an accurate gauge?
1: I do think uh, for my base case is that uh, there will be a recession. I I believe that with this inflation uh, the inflation that has set in right now the fed the hands are tied they don't have very much more in the their ammo their ammunition right now uh, so they do need to raise rates and they need to raise rates fast, uh, very, very quickly, and it must be of a certain magnitude. And I I believe that that will drive the U.S. into a recession, and that will have an impact on global economies.
0: To what extent might it impact us here in Asia, though? Because if some people are so optimistic, they're saying that we won't suffer as much. Where do you stand?
1: I'm definitely not in that camp. I do believe that you know we will eventually, that the recession will set in. The thing is, Because there's been so much liquidity pumped into the system over the, you know, the past, we're not even talking about the past two, three, four years, you know, just before COVID uh, and during COVID period. But we're talking about way before that. So there's a lot of like liquidity slushing around. And the era of cheap money, I think, or I definitely believe will come to an end. And that will have an impact in asset prices across different asset prices, across different geographies.
0: We have been seeing a lot of market volatility. What's your outlook, considering what you've just said, on what we can expect in the next few months? I mean, we know investors are already pricing in a lot of these uncertainties, but how much can you really price in, right?
1: Yeah, that is true. Okay, if you're looking at the STI, I assume you're talking about the STI right now. We can start there. Market? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, STI itself was the second best market in Asia, and that's after Jakarta, right? And uh, this is despite numerous pressure points. Uh, there, there was the aggressive rate tightening by the Fed. There's the war, rising inflation, and top it off, China's slowest growth in decades. And this is important because China is our biggest trading partner. And this is the first time, I think since 1978, that U.S. growth will be faster than China's right and so with so much on the plate uh, it is quite surprising that uh, I, I think to most observers singapore uh, is quite surprising that singapore actually like it still sees itself in the green but there are some points to actually uh, consider because number one this interest rate hike actually benefits uh, all boring financials mm. uh, such as the banks right and st and and uh, the good majority of the sti the component stocks that the, the the bulk of it is actually made out of the financials. I think, like to the tune of 30 over 40 percent of the STI, the big three banks uh, they account for 40 percent of the STI. Uh, and in and a rising uh, inflationary environment, properties also uh, perceived as an inflation hedge, so they also stand to benefit. And again, guess what? The property guys. Mm-hmm. Also account for, you know, uh, quite a significant uh, percentage of the STI. So, given that, you know, with properties, with banks, they are beneficiary of this rising tide or this rising inflation, it's really not much of a, not very surprising that, you know, STI is actually leading the pack. Uh, but going ahead, because, like, what I said, my base case right now is that there is going to be recession. We are a small open economy. There's no way that we can escape from it if. Uh, the likes of the US and Europe goes down. So I think that the STI will be affected because we are, I, I mean, looking at the performance of the STI, we are, we are still thinking that there is going to be a soft landing rather than a re- recession. So really, I mean, if the camp that you just mentioned you know the more optimistic guys uh, then you know STI will be okay but if it goes according to my base case then I think that you know STI will be uh, in for a decline the good news is because of the because it is very much seen to be a value index the STI the dividends are a lot higher than some of the global indices that would lend it some support so the fall will also be less significant compared, compared to the others
0: right so that soft land I love lending
1: on the the STI.
0: (laughs) Right. Beyond the STI though, how would you advise investors to position themselves?
1: Well, I I would think that because like I said, uh, many of the asset classes like you see, uh, whether it's equities or bonds, Many of them are hit, and and yet because of inflation, people, or at least the uh, astute investors, would think that hey, can I really put money in the bank? Because I put money in the bank every year. I mean, in the U in the US, they are losing eight percent every year, right? In mm-hmm. Singapore, you're probably losing like five percent of your money. So it, they need to put money to work. So that's great. Uh, the the thing is, if you want to invest, put money in some of the companies that have you know, like a proven track record. But don't put everything in right now because you don't know where's the bottom. So you may want to put in like every quarter, like you identify a good company that have like withstood many, many recessions in the past. And they actually come out much, much stronger and companies with good cash and they are still able to pay dividends despite the, you know, the looming crisis or they expect to pay dividends in the looming crisis. So these are companies that you want to invest in. Uh, but, you know, do it. Don't, don't, don't start to use up all your bullets at the start because I, I think that not many people are still convinced that there's going to be recession. So, so there's really time that the markets will come off some more. And then you can start to start to put in, you know, every month for every three months.
0: Mm-hmm. Any particular sectors you're looking at? Because we're also seeing reports of Asian manufacturers saying that the pandemic driven trade boom is fading. Stocks and companies that were doing well during that time are no longer doing as well because things are changing.
1: Well, actually with the manufacturers, well, some are have done Extremely well, but they they could have done better if not for the supply chain uh, issues and international trade. uh, If you look at what has happened between 2020 and currently, what it's really zigzag. I mean, it went down to the uh, the pits in 2020 when the whole world was locked down. 2021 was a very, very sharp rebound. You know, everybody was just like revenge buying and people were trying to get goods, uh, but they still cannot go overseas, right? So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot, there's been a lot of trade and also they benefited from the fact that that was very, very low base in 2020. But all these issues, I think, would have been, all these issues would actually like drive trade significantly higher in 2021 and but in 2022 um, as the economies global economies open up people start to travel that I think there's uh, less trade involved and also because like I said there is an air that there's a looming crisis that would actually hit uh, interne- international trade. So so I believe that there will be a decline uh, in the next couple of months.
0: You mentioned property earlier, Terence. Rising interest rates and inflation don't seem to be stopping people here from investing in property. We just saw one project over the weekend do pretty well, Live at MB in the Mountbatten area, sold more than 75% of all of its units. What do you make of this? People are indeed seeing property as a hedge against inflation, you think?
1: No, that's definitely one reason. I mean, Mm. there are cash-rich Singaporeans and intuitively, property is a hedge against inflation and uh, some people are also saying, wow, the interest rates are going to rise significantly, you know, the mortgage Mm. are going to go up, so better go and lock in some uh, property and then lock in the rates right now, right? And, And it's true, I mean, like just... I believe, what was it, like eight months ago when I refinanced, it was at 1.12%. Not everything is north of 2%, and that's just a span of eight months. Uh, It is going to go up higher. But when there is this inflation, this persistent inflation, uh, that could affect jobs. People uh, like companies will start to see their margins come off. There may be rounds of retrenchments if there is going to be a recession. So uh, I, I believe that, you know, uh, property buyers, if you are there just for investing, please be very, very cautious. Uh, I don't want to sound too chong hei, I don't want to mm. be angy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. but Investors really, really need to do their math before buying an apartment. And don't just do it because they think that, oh, it's a good protection of wealth. Because if you lose your job and you cannot finance it, you know, everything goes out, throws, goes out the window. You you, there will be a false sale situation and you don't want that to happen.
0: Thanks very much for that advice, Terrence. Terrence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Thanks for joining us on Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.